Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So good. Excellent. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals and best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also midwife at a home birth practice with Kim and Jess. And I'm Jess McKee. I am a doula and a birth assistant for you guys at that same small out-of-hospital practice. Thank goodness. You guys, I just... I finally shaved after a week. Like, oh. it was ridiculous. Your hair, like, was, your legs were so hairy yesterday. So they were like blowing in the wind, and I just looked down and <laughs> I were... missed an entire row of hair. I like, hate all that. the way up my calf. And then look at this one, four inches long right here. <laughs> but number one, your leg hairs were not blowing in the wind because they're entirely too coarse for that. <laughs> they Don't just flatter like, yourself. That's true. They just stand erect. I've said before, I'm Italian from the waist down. No one believes me. No one believes me. Also, we were supposed Love to Eva, start Italy. recording at 10. Yeah. But Meredith was on the phone till 1030. And then Kim got donuts. And then I had to go get my son at school for his assessment. And now, had, then I got donuts because Lila talked me into it. And what time is it now? Now it's 1145. I would, like to, I would like to acknowledge that I was working. I would like to acknowledge would... that you are not speaking into your microphone in any sense of the word. Sorry. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about that? What's her name? Kristen bell yes god she's funny as shit you love Kristen. what are you I'm saying love her so much yeah, her she's... tattoo skit that she did about them it takes like 14 hours to cover up her tattoo it's just yeah it's everything she does makes me laugh so today while we were actually trying to get this done in a timely fashion which did not happen, did not no. happen. i instead was sending videos on facebook messenger to you guys which you haven't seen yet but they were both funny so funny mm -hmm. i Love her. She's them. my dream guest, I think. I wouldn't be able to talk. I just want to be like her. <laughs> I would just pass Oh, out. yeah. I just want to look like her. Yeah. I just want to stand on the street and do little skits like her and see if people react to us the same way they do to her. Well, I don't think they would because we don't look like her. <laughs> True. True. Isn't she um, the one who sings in Frozen? Yeah, isn't she? Yeah, she's, she's on it, she? isn't she? I, I think so. So, so she really can do everything. So today, she literally does everything. So today yeah. we are not at Kim's house, which is where we've been recording. We are actually on my front porch. Yeah, we are. And um, it's, it's a, so nice. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful out. day. The summer is gone now, and now it is it's not. Well, it feels I refuse to give up the summer for another couple weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not giving up on the summer. In fact, I'm going camping tonight. But um. It's very fall-like feeling there. It's very crisp, but I like it. It feels good. It's warm enough to not make me depressed. Humidity's below 80%. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, but while we're having this glorious day, we're going to talk about some things that some people would consider not so glorious. Yeah, I was just going to say that. The unglorious things. Yeah, and we're calling it the three Ps, but it's not to be confused with the three Ps of labor, which no. are passenger these are the shitty pelvis piece. and powers mm -hmm. which we are going to do an episode about that we're hoping juliana comes and does it with I us have no pressure juliana juliana we love you this is the three crappy peas of birth mm -hmm. what are they kim precipitous precipitous drumal, labor prodromal labor and prolonged prolonged some people might labor. argue that precipitous is glorious but in the moment That's no one feels that they, way no no one who's ever experienced it says it's glorious i have yet to talk to anyone and i've had four precipitous births and i will tell you it's not glorious so <laughs> i i've i have one person who 
I can say did not feel that way. And she had a very precipitous birth. It's the one that I missed. And she said that she felt absolutely no pain during the entire thing. That's amazing. Oh, so we do know somebody else who's yep. experienced that. But then she had a second precipitous birth. And she, it, the second one was much more intense for her. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to well, talk about precipitous birth first. Yes, we are. I don't know why you're gesturing to me. Probably because Kim's on her phone. I don't know. I, <laughs> I am on my I phone. Oh, I, precipitous birth is... I wish I knew the things I knew. I do. Precipitous birth is birth that occurs in under three hours. And then some some say under five hours. There's From, a, yeah. It's just different um, definitions depending on what where you look. From regular contractions. From I don't think that that really counts like early labor though. It it's once you have a regular contraction pattern. So as soon as you realize I'm in labor, that's when it starts because yeah. you could have prodromal labor for two weeks yeah, and that and doesn't have, count for anything. Yeah. It's once you finally go, Oh, there it is. is yeah. Happening. And some people will have like cramping and contractions like 15 or 20 minutes apart for a long time, but then their active labor kicks mm-hmm. in and it's like hardcore wham. It just, I like to say it just like runs you over like a Mack truck. Yeah. And I like, it's funny that you say some people say it's five because I feel like I consider five really quick and it feels prodromally so to me because really I quick. still feel like by the time you get there, uh, the baby's coming out yeah. at five hours. So I'm glad that, I don't know. I think five is really, really fast. And yeah, so it definitely sometimes at so five. Some people just have every baby they have is precipitous. Like you said, you've had four. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if it's because I guess maybe I just don't feel it until I'm in transition. I'm one of those people. Yeah. You can hate me if you want to. Well, it's not even that, though. It must be your con- like we said earlier. It's not just how you feel it. It's your contraction pattern. So your right. contraction pattern picks up pretty quick then as well. And also, like I walked with Evie, I walked around at five centimeters. Yeah. With the others, I didn't get checked. It's just. Jess was stuck in Florida and we so she learned vaginal exams Funsies. by checking my cervix. So we knew I was starting out at five centimeters. So maybe the precipitous birth people. No, that's not true because I checked that last mom's cervix was closed. Yeah. And she had her baby in less than two hours. Yeah. It can totally just like pop open. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Oh my gosh. Um, and I know, and I, I know when we did our birth stories, I did say like I was trying to count you as one of my births to get, um, to get what is it certified as a doula and even though i got there like after your third contraction because i literally just like chuck was like she's having a contraction and i was like four <laughs> minutes away yes. i was like here i am so i literally got there like 15 minutes after you started having contractions and you never got checked but because you had a precipitous birth part of the um thing to get counted for a birth was that they said you had to be there before the onset of active labor oh no way and so they wouldn't let me count that your birth sucks. because they said that even though i got there right after your contractions started you probably were in active labor before i got there That's how can bullshit. they say that yeah like, they can't say that, that with any certainty yeah whatever it annoyed me a lot um but now how like yeah 200 births later later. does it even matter yeah and i i associate um not first-time moms with precipitous labor but there definitely are first-time moms that have precipitous Mm -hmm. labor but i had one mom so it's like kind of weird what you consider precipitous labor i had one mom early on in my doula career that she was a first-time mom and i was like laboring with her and contractions were very active and then it was like, I got to the hospital with her and she was one centimeter. And we were like, oh my God, this is literally going to be. Your whole insides just fall. All day. 
well, I learned a big lesson from this birth. And so they wouldn't even admit us into L&D, but it was so intense. It was like, I can't drive back home a half hour and then come back. And so we went and sat in the bathroom. I remember mm-hmm. this. For an remember hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like when I say intense, like she's like leaning over the this bathroom sink like, oh, she was sitting on the toilet at one point like this with the door open. And was she this was like a single stall or was this a multi-stall bathroom? It was a multi-stall nice. bathroom. And she was sitting with the door open because I'm like rubbing her butt on the toilet, rubbing her nipples like this and going, oh, it hurts so bad. Did you ever, did you notice if anybody actually walked no, into the bathroom? No, people came in. Did it they was immediately like, walk out? And they were like, they were like, why are you not over there? And we were like, they wouldn't let us in. And so we went back an hour later and they checked her and she was five centimeters. And then she That's had amazing. her baby like literally 20 yeah. minutes later. She you was know, like starting to push as they were bringing her to mm-hmm. her room. I feel like one of the things they don't take into consideration is the effacement. Like how does mm-hmm. the cervix yeah. feel? Yeah. Because a one centimeter cervix that's paper thin can yeah. just explode out of the out way, of the way yes. in like yeah. 10 yeah. minutes. So Which she was like yeah. 100% a face at one that's centimeter. That's so silly. They yep. don't take yeah. that into consideration. If she was thick and a centimeter, I could yeah. see that. But And then I find a lot of people who have precipitous labors, um, they tend to really get that like fetal ejection reflex. Mm-hmm. And so it's not only is their labor like super fast. Like they don't even know pushing's happening. Pushing the just out. happens and the baby comes out and like a, a push. Push, yeah three pushes it's like all of a sudden it's like baby's head is right there yeah that but, i had a similar experience with a mom at a hospital i was dueling and they wouldn't let us in because they didn't have any rooms mm-hmm. and this was like pre-covid this was years ago and mm-hmm. so this poor woman ended up laboring through transition like everything in like a curtain space in the emergency oh, room my gosh that's terrible and i like kept being like she needs to go back there like we're gonna have a baby soon like give me gloves at least and they were like, no, like, there's no room. And even if we had a room, she's not the highest on our priority list. I was like, that's fine. We're just going to have a baby <laughs> out here in the emergency room. Sounds like, good. It was awful. Oh, my. So, but you a lot of people. Gloves. You don't ask for them. I just was, I was just being them. snarky. I was pissed. A lot of people um, that when you, especially if you've had labors that went on and on and on and on and, and on. on. Sorry. Good night. The labor so goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> Strangers. Also, Jessica had so much fun dancing the other night. I just want to. I'm having down a the ER. Okay, oh that's just gonna keep. We'll just, just, just go with it. I got. I should have played some music I got, for you. I got. I got. Maybe caught we should play in it. the journey loop. Um. So, but but people that have had labors that keep going, they think like, God, I would love to have that precipitous labor. Like that oh, sounds God. amazing. But there is something to be said when we say like something about the crappy labors is what we were saying before is that people that have precipitous labors don't love them. The intensity of them it's is like so a, it's a freight train. Yeah. It's so you can't even get in that like, space. You never have a moment to like breathe. Yeah. It's just the contractions just like come and come and yeah. come and coming and they just seven 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 seven. Keep coming. coming. <laughs> yeah, like, so oh, hard. Yes. So hard. These poor women just say, like, yeah, there's no moment to get on. Like, we talk about, like, getting on top of the next level of contractions. Yep. You just get on top no. of the next level. And they're like, there's no getting on top of you that. Just have to force, just you just have to force yourself to completely to sucked into. release to the whirlwind. And then a lot of those moms, when their baby actually comes out, they don't really want to touch their baby right away. Right. Because they just need, like, because it's just like, whoa, what happened? I just need 
a couple minutes to like orient myself to reality yeah. again because you're completely it's like being sucked up into a tornado i, th- I think a, a, lot of metaphors. a lot of the people make too is like women have to go so primal in that in that space that a lot of like people don't recognize how far along they are because they're like in their zone and they're not able to yes. communicate how they're feeling or what's happening so like it's really hard to tell where women are at sometimes if you don't recognize that primal yes mindset and i found that a lot of moms if they're having a, a precipitous labor especially if they've had a birth before that did not go fast um they tend to or even moms who have like are first-time moms and they've heard like well then the contractions are going to do this and then the contractions are going to do this so they have trouble orienting right. themselves in their mind like you were saying with where they're at but they start looking at the lens of this birth through the lens of the old birth right and they're like oh so, my god i just started yeah like, I've i got ju- 17 I just hours left i can't possibly do this for 17 hours and then they get all freaked out mm-hmm. in their brain where in reality if your contractions are that intense and it's that hard it's because you are moving faster but it can be really hard to wrap your head around that um the fact that if if it's feeling like you're being hit by a freight train it probably means you're going to be doing this for a shorter amount of time one would usually hope. usually not always not always she'll talk about in prolonged labor oh my if God. we go through the if we are going through the five-hour lens our first birth for linden tree was precipitous it was mm-hmm. a primate, but I didn't like understand how far along she was, and so I just kept being like, "I'll see you like in the morning, mm-hmm. in the morning." And, like, and her poor husband was like, "She's really struggling." I was like, "It's fine. I'll come sleep on your couch. Like it'll be all good." And then I roll up, and she's nine centimeters after being in labor for a couple hours. And I was like, "I am so sorry." I like yeah. stopped at Walmart to get a tub, like a hose for the tub. Uh-huh. We didn't get to use it. So did I talk about what Jen did to me? That mom that I that went into like super hard labor out of nowhere when i was an hour from the center i don't know and she, we were texting Probably, back and forth but i can't I, remember what you're talking about i may have already told this story but it's super short i was an hour away from the center it's and super a mom, precipitous it's precipitous yeah. this is a precipitous version of a precipitous birth and the mom said i think i'm having some contractions and i said okay i'm an hour away just let me know an hour later she said oh it's happening and i said okay i'll meet you in an hour thinking it's only been yeah two an hour or two hours whatever and something she's like oh no the baby's coming yeah (laughs) and something in me went i'm gonna call jen and i said jen could you would you would you mind and she's like do you want me to go and i was like i don't know so she did and i texted the mom you can go now. And she said, oh, thank goodness. And then my everything dropped. Like my, I said, yes, Jen, go to the center. And then my service dropped. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know if anybody got the messages. So yeah. I had no idea what was oh, happening. that's so stressful. And so I was out of service for 15 minutes. And when I got back in, the mom called and said, I'm pushing in the parking lot. <laughs> and this was literally like, I'm like, you just said oh, you were in labor. God. And I'm like, holy crap. So I'm driving, I'm, dr- I'm speeding mm-hmm. like to the center with her on like i click her onto my bluetooth on the phone and then i'm trying to text jen pushing parking lot like oh my god like please don't let me die and jen goes i'll be there in 10 and i was like oh oh my god she's having a baby by herself like in the parking lot right like this is oh i remember this my whole insides just fell and i just love this mom it was our second baby together i'm like this poor thing and i'm like listen you got just lay down and put your butt up in the air and just keep breathing and then jen goes seconds ha 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 and then she goes oh there's i see her and i'm like oh i fucking hate you right now 
and I did get her back later, so it was fine. I do but, like you saw that story triggered so much anxiety around those moments when you are on the phone with someone in labor and you lose service for like fifteen minutes around that bend and you're like, Oh my god, like, what if the baby comes out right now? Well that happened to us with the client that we all had together as well, because we knew that on the way to her house, her house is like thirty five minutes from my house and we knew where she lived on the way to her house, we don't have like any service. Oh yeah. And so I was just going to go check in as the doula because she was kind of like, yeah, things are getting started. Like, and I was like, do you even to the point where I was like, do you want me to come now or do you want me to wait? And she's like, yeah, I guess come now. And then I was like, I don't know what to tell Kim because she's not going to be able to tell any of us on the way out. So I told her if I'm out of service while I'm on the way here and anything crazy changes, like call Kim and tell her. Because I won't be able to. But then I I have no, no idea what's going on. I pull into her driveway 35 minutes later and I hear crying. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, yeah. you had a baby. Yeah. What and it was only, happening? I, that was only 35 minutes for me. That was like an hour and 15 minutes for me. I think it's about, it might be more like 40. Oh yeah, that was through Premiere and you happened to be the nurse. I was the nurse on yep. call, yeah. You were the doula. Yep. And we just team. got to show up and hang out after the baby was born. And we love her so much. <laughs> yeah. She's so amazing. That was really, yeah. And they did, and, and her husband caught the baby and mm-hmm. did such a good job. But I think he might have been a little shocked He was by in it. total shock afterwards. Because he just kind of like, just, like kept disappearing. He just well, kind of walked around quietly for a while well, afterwards. Well, he did what we do after birth. Like, we always sneak away and, like, do laundry or do something where we can, like, check out for just a minute once yeah. the placenta is out and everything's fine. But I think he just needed a little bit longer than we normally do because it was his because first time. Because we're, we're used <laughs> to it. And it was it. his baby. He was so chill, though. Yeah, he was great. No, yeah. he never felt, like, nervous. He just, like, he needed Well, he didn't show us if he did. He didn't show us. So some moms do, like, I I could not imagine having a long labor. Yeah. Like, Brock's was my longest, and I thought I was dying. And yeah. I was just like, how do women do this for 20 hours, 14 hours, or yeah. whatever? And Whereas someone would be like, I will take a longer labor over a precipitous yeah. one any day. Because yes. at least then I can, like, be a and present with what's going on. So I will say with my first birth, even though I talk about it being so like long, um, it never felt super intense to me. Like I never remember feeling like I couldn't do it until I was in the hospital and freaking out. I never remember thinking I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. I was just doing it. I was just like, okay, I'm doing it. There's moments of frustration. Like why isn't the baby coming out now? But it never felt getting like super intense at the end or did it just kind of hold at that? It just kind of held. Yeah. The only time I remember feeling intense was when they were making me push on my back in the hospital, like as she was, you know, starting to crown. Right. Um, and yeah, but so but then my second birth, which I I loved, and it's an amazing story. But like when my, that birth happened, it was just and you can listen to it back in our birth yeah, story episode. But like mentally, when that birth happened, it was just like there was no room to think. You there was think. no move. To, no. You're just you were just totally in it, and I felt so many more sensations than I ever did in my first birth. So I wonder if I just never felt the. I don't know if I've ever experienced like the, you know what I mean? Like the early labor contractions yeah. or the, or the active labor contractions. Yeah. So maybe prodromal moms just don't have that. It's yeah. like all yeah. or nothing. Yeah. That's kind of how it seems like they describe it. Well, it's just, you know, I use the metaphor of you could run a marathon, you can walk a marathon or you can sprint a marathon and you still have to do the same amount of work, 
but if you sprint the marathon, it's going to hurt a lot more than <laughs> yes. if you walk the You're marathon. You're going to your pants. Way more butt yeah. cramps. Yeah. Way more butt cramps. So much more crap in your pants. <laughs> but some moms are okay with it. I've had other moms say, I wish I could have just had like maybe three more hours. And that yeah. always blows my mind. Because yeah. to me, I would not want a longer labor. Yeah. I'm fine with it. It just sucks. But yeah. when someone's like, I just wish it were like maybe three or four hours longer. So I could have really embraced. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Everybody's I'll, different. Everyone's different. And everybody wants something else yeah it all sucks people yeah i was gonna say grass is not always green no that's why i'm a midwife i feel so bad for women in labor i just want to help you yes the grass grass is is, not always maybe the grass is greener meredith (laughs) maybe it is your neighbor's grass is looking pretty good from here everyone's grass looks better than ours no i'll have to uh not really i'll have to go lay in it let me know what you think green grass um so let's go on and talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about, um, d- did we say we we're going to we do, we're going to do prodromal next. No, no, no. I think we said we were going to do prolonged. prolonged no, because, okay. I don't really I care. I think we just made that up. There's no such thing as prolonged labor. There's not. I don't think it's so. It's just labor. <laughs> There's prolonged rupture. Yeah. There's prolonged premature rupture. PP ROM. I was wondering, I was like, I don't know what prolonged means. So when I think of prolonged, I think of so three days <laughs> So there's like <laughs> a three day labor is prolonged. There's like what they call the norms of labor. And so like, not that we go by those, oh, you mean like the textbook, you know, the textbook of definition of like a centimeter per hour and pushing for this many hours is like your normal birth. Mm-hmm. And so then there's the people normal that, with massive quotation marks, yes, massively huge quotation marks. Um, and then there's people on the other, the other side of the spectrum that we just talked about that are precipitous, that all of that happens all at once. But then there's people on on then the other side of that spectrum where I would call prolonged. So if a person is making like steady progress and it's slow, I wouldn't call that prolonged. My idea of prolonged is when you take like a part of the labor, say like transition that usually like when they're at nine eight, centimeters or eight or eight seven centimeters. I need a T-shirt for that. Yes. So you're in that transition zone prolonged to me would be like when it takes so much longer from the textbook and there's a lot of people that if they're going to hospitals or whatever end up getting cesareans for that because it's like you're at eight centimeters for this many hours you're not progressing um i feel like that's when epidurals are especially helpful super helpful um but there's some doctors when that over that normal happens they don't just wait like so for us as long as the client is okay and the baby's okay it's it's fine to keep waiting 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 and i've seen them doing that more in the hospital i don't know if it's just like happens to be our clients no doing that but yeah i've been like here's your epidural sleep as long as you want as long Mm -hmm. as everything's good i've been seeing that as well but i've definitely seen practices where that didn't happen whether it's with pushing or with being at seven or eight centimeters i have a friend who's had three cesareans because she was at seven centimeters for a while i don't know how long she was at seven centimeters because i wasn't there i'm gonna see her today maybe i'll ask her any any weird long like venture off the normal path for weird amounts of time and there's no rule to it it's like all of a sudden you're just saying this isn't this isn't normal it's not normal so but then we had that client together who um she some might call that dysfunctional labor yeah dysfunctional so that's maybe. actually that's probably the better term <laughs> rather than prolonged but, wait, but dysfunctional but it can just turn into a prolonged labor that leads to vaginal birth but anyway go yeah ahead. but then we had that client together who was at like what was she at seven centimeters for at, 
hours and hours and hours at the center. Oh, the one whose labor started at three in the morning and then she didn't have her baby for two days. Yeah. But did have a vaginal birth. Part of birth Mageddon. 48 hours. I, I do know. consider more than 36 hours. Oh. That's a doozy. No, I That's actually crazy. I actually left after she transferred and got an epidural, went oh, to yes. another birth. Birth That birth oh, finished, yeah. and I came back and still we was with her for hours and hours and hours it. before her baby was born. I was about you at oh, that birth. I think that I was like, I think that I was um, actually like hallucinating by the end of it. I got a ride home. I did hallucinate. I, yeah. That's the time I did hallucinate. I sat at that stop sign all yeah. the way to, oh, yeah. and I waited for it to turn green. Mm-hmm. Well, I had already been up for almost 24 hours when I got called to the second birth. And that second birth was like an hour away on back roads. It was like in Sperryville oh, so or somewhere scary. crazy. And, um, so I had to drive to that. So I like down to five hour energy and drove to that. She had her baby at like nine in the morning and I stayed for the, you know, the postpartum and then I drank another five hour energy and the drive back to Winchester Mm-mm. was just like, la, 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 la. And I saw I, pink bunnies and once. Then, I was like, what's yeah, happening? I didn't end now? up leaving the hospital from that other birth until like 10 p.m. at night. Yeah. And I got to drive Are home. you talking? Is this the same one that we had the three moms in labor at mm-hmm. once? Yes. Yeah. Do you know what my favorite part of that whole story was? What? That's when I got you back for all those times. You were like, oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because Jess had. Just like, please She desperately <laughs> needed to know what the dilation was so she knew whether or not she would need to call her backup. So she was like, well, we could check you and see what's going on. And I said, or <laughs> you can lay down the look on your face. It was like, I swear to God, I'll never do that ever again. If you just put your hand in her vagina. The only problem with that is it was that for it was at the cost of Jess's well-being. <laughs> Why else would I do it? It was fine. Why else would I do it? Yeah, because you got called to a birth in between there. But the, the point of the story is, is that she was at the center at like seven centimeters for hours and hours, hours and hours and hours. hours. We're laboring, kept, we're laboring. Yes. And then we transferred to the hospital, I think, around 1030 or 11 at night. She gets an epidural. We're saying, like, just go to sleep. Even after an epidural, and I think she even got Pitocin, she stayed at, like, 7 to 8 for another whole night. It was Mm -hmm. crazy. And then... She slowly dilated the rest of the way the next morning. And in that time, we had another baby. Yeah. And that was the time that I fell asleep squatting yeah. beside the bed oh, holding. Yeah. Like I was giving her perineal support. Yeah. And you were like, I just remember like waking up to you going, Kim. And I was like, what? I'm right here. And like my hand was on her vagina and I was squatting, but I was asleep. <laughs> I've done. I wasn't. A, I wasn't on their vagina. I was kneeling behind somebody with my back against the wall doing back pressure. Yes. And I totally fell asleep in a squat against the wall. And I was like, I didn't even know this was possible. This yes. is amazing. This is great. But then I learned my lesson because I felt after that birth, even though like some things did happen and I'm, I was, I'm very able to just kick back into gear. Yeah. But after that 64 hours, I thought this isn't safe for anyone. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to do this again so it did start to happen again a few weeks later and i called kim and i yeah. was like listen and i was in a panic i haven't turned my phone off for six hours i have to sleep okay and she was just like yes no problem okay do that because yeah. i think i had just like lost <laughs> that but the point of that birth was is that it was prolonged and she was stuck at this not normal place for so long but then she but eventually allowed to keep going yeah but she did eventually fully dilate and her pushing stage because you would think after that, was that long short. of a some doctors would say 
that long of a dilating phase could be a signal that like something's not fitting, something's not working. But when once she was fully dilated, her pushing stage, even with an epidural, was it's like, like she fifteen or twenty minutes and long. That's wild. Yeah. And I made it back for that. Yeah, we both made it back for that moment, which was so nice. Yeah, we were both there, and um, yeah. So it's. Just, I don't think she had her baby till like four in the afternoon. I might be wrong, but I don't know how you're remembering times at all. Quite honestly, I don't no. know. I was in the twilight zone by that point, but so these and get. then women like her who are pregnant again are the ones whose births we miss because they mm-hmm. cannot wrap their brain around oh, the, the fact, fact that they're going to have a baby within so 24 I just hours. Keep telling her and and she's having a home birth. I'm like, don't mm-hmm. leave your house. We're not going to make it. Just so you know, we're going to speed there, and he's going to catch that kid, and so then we'll excited. be there to celebrate afterwards. Yeah, people do she not doesn't believe, believe us. It. And we're like, your other, your next birth is going to be a very different story. And they those just the like one, can't yes. give themselves that permission to hope for that. Those are actually so that my like... those are actually my favorite clients. When a client comes to me and they said like, oh, I had this first birth and it was so like traumatic and it was this long and and but then they had a vaginal birth. Those are my favorite clients because then, like, you're like, got this. I'm like, second birth is going to be <laughs> butter. Like, oh, yeah. I'm never going to make it. Those are the ones that I keep missing. And, like, the mom that we just had where the husband, she's like, she woke up and she said, call, I think you should call Kimberly right now. And he goes, no, I'll call her when you start pushing because she pushed for, like, four hours the yeah. first time. I missed it. Yeah. Um, well, it's time for us to go to our break, but when we come back, I think we should talk about some, our biggest recommendations for people that are having a prolonged yes, birth or our recommendations to kind of help prevent prolonged births. And then we'll talk about prodromal labor, bum, bum, which bum. is my least favorite of the peas we're talking about. I call it Satan. I have yeah. to say, uh, the moms that we've had through Linden Tree have been really, really good at dealing with their own prodromal labor. Some deal with it better than others. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that when we get back from and our break. 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 Cue the music. Oh, yeah. Today's sponsor for our episode is Linden Tree Midwifery, otherwise known as us. We provide home birth care in the county surrounding Winchester, Virginia. We provide both home prenatal visits and in-office prenatal visits, depending on your preference. So if you would like to have a home birth and you would like to have us attend your home birth, give us a call or check us out at www.lindentreemidwifery.com. Back to the episode. Welcome back from that delightful break. <laughs> delightful. Your kid laughing right now is really cool. They're Whether really he's great. laughing or screaming, it sounds like he's dying or killing someone else. Fair. I think so, Jess had a story she wanted yeah, to share. Yeah, so speaking about um, prolonged... Speaking of winking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say winking owl? Yes, I'll have some wine. Thank you. Yes, please. No, speaking of um, prolonged labor... I was thinking about that client you had a while ago who had a prolonged labor. And um, you know how we've always laughed because our husbands have said that thing. Well, I don't know if they meant to say it to us, but they said it to (laughs) other men in front of us where they're like, you know, when you're doing her from behind and her her asshole talks to you (laughs) or winks at you. I know you want it in your butt because your asshole's (laughs) winking at me. (laughs) It's talking to me. And I'm like, stop looking at my asshole, you creep. You just need to start putting a bandaid over your asshole during the sex. And then the other guy. So gross. And then the other guy was like, oh, yeah, I love when that happens. Why did I never know? Oh, and you know that's what they're looking at because they use their hands to spread your cheeks apart yes. and you're 
you're like, stop doing it. I know what you're I'm doing. To throw up. <laughs> so, so anyway, we might have to. This might little, be too much. No, no are you kidding? A little no. while ago, Kim had a, a mom who was having a prolonged labor, and she didn't want to have a vaginal exam. And so, like, no one wants a vaginal. Sometimes, exam. when people are having um, prolonged labors, they'll ha- they'll feel a different pressure, and they think that it means that they're supposed to push, and that'll keep happening. And then they're they're nothing's there's also progressing. An of wishful thinking there. Unfortunately. Yeah, nothing's progressing. Um, so this was happening with a mom, but it was a mom who was declining vaginal exams. And so Kim was having a text message conversation with us because. Um, Kim was having a text message conversation. She's like, I'm trying to figure out what's going what we on. All, always, always yes, do. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with his mom. And she says, I mean, I do see her asshole winking at me. So <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign. So I think that sounds, the baby has to be low if her asshole's winking <laughs> at me. making her asshole wink. And then she goes. Maybe she just had to poop really bad. And then she goes, I don't know why guys think this is hot. <laughs> And then you said, and then I said, you know, well, maybe it's the difference between it's, you know, it's like when you're winking at someone because you're flirting or the difference between you're winking at someone because you're having a stroke and you can't help it. I was really hoping how you just modeled the flirtatious wink. I was really hoping you were going to model the stroke wink too, but you did not. And I was really disappointed. <laughs> I laughed so that hard. Is so the funny. thing about it though, is that Kim and I both missed that text message. When she said that. <laughs> so the next day I was, was like, like, I can't believe it. I, I was like, you guys laugh at that. I was like sending the text and I was like laughing at myself like, oh man, they're going to think this is so funny. <laughs> and then I got zero reaction. And I was like, Damn it! It's Why? because we text too much. And no, it was it was like it. 10 a.m. So I'm just not really paying attention to our text messages before like 10:30 <laughs> in the morning. So. That was so funny. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so, gotta love a good winking asshole. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it can be a good sign. Um, but going to prolonged <laughs> labor. So I said we were going to talk about some of the things that we think oh, you can prodromal. do. No, 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 that's right. We were going to talk about what we can do to. To prevent oh, prolonged gotcha. labor, and there's some things that we can't do. But like, I feel like one of the, and we've we've beaten this like a, a dead horse. Uh, <laughs> or there's so many nasty references in this episode. But um, I think one of the biggest things moms can do because it makes them feel like they're having a prolonged labor if they don't sleep through their yeah. early labor. Like if you get up. And you're timing your contractions and you're like busy walking around and mm-hmm. doing your thing. And you're like, I've been in labor for four hours. Or like, get up and walk at, walk on your neighborhood at four in the morning with your first contraction. Yes. No, don't do like, it. You need to sleep as long as you can possibly sleep because mm-hmm. I do think that causes prolonged labor for a mom who's done that. And then she finally gets to like the harder parts of labor and her body is just exhausted. exhausted. That's why we say we want labor to chase you. Don't chase labor. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're only sleeping for like 15 10 five minutes in between contractions that all counts yeah for sure sleep i say that so many mm. times get some benadryl get some unisom get, get some wine something, something that's gonna knock you out when you call me at eight at, at night and saying oh i've had two contractions yep and i and think time go to sleep and timing them is also just like a mind fuck like it once is. you start timing it you're in that zone and you're paying too much attention and you yep. just need to like zone out and not give it that much space so like sleeping so that also, I think sleeping helps people's brains naturally turn off, which can, well, obviously, your brain's That's turning literally off. That's literally what you're doing. <laughs> literally, your brain's turning off. Do you think that? You are so smart, <laughs> I'm the smartest one here. 
Did you read about that in an article? I did on Facebook. She just has such vivid sex dreams that in her mind, sleeping is not turning off because she's turned on all the time. She's turning on. I'm turned on when I sleep. So, no, but like for people who have trouble going into that mind zone of turning off their brain, stop it. Crushing it. Um, going to sleep will just do that naturally. And so I tell my clients, like anything you can do to help turn your brain off is going to help your labor progress faster. So it's like, don't sit there. Some people want to watch a movie. Sometimes that's not like a very common one, but sometimes that's Yeah. A funny movie that you can just zone out and like laugh. Or with a hot guy in it to get your oxytocin going. Um, or, but it's like, don't time your own contractions. Have your partner time your contractions for you. Like anything. Or just don't time them at all for a while. Which we don't, we don't encourage timing them like the whole time you're in labor. The only time I ask my clients to time is like, if you're, if you're trying to give me an update, time your contractions for 20 minutes and let me know. if you're trying to decide where you're going. Yes. Yeah. And if you say, I think I'm having... Con- nope. <laughs> if you have to think about whether or not you're having contractions, just stop. Don't do it. Yes. Don't do it. Put yourself to sleep. Yeah. That's what I also say about pushing, too, because some people push too early, and that can cause prolonged labor. Um, mm-hmm. Just not, not the idea that it's going to hurt them, but it's like you're wasting energy that when you don't need to be pushing yeah. it's not doing anything and so that's why when people say to me um which d- doesn't always happen like if you get checked and there's something different going on that we're like no you need to push now that's different but if people look at me and they're like um do i need to push now usually i'm like not if you don't no, no. if you if for you most people like about to poop your pants it's not time yeah if you need to ask me if it's time to push it's probably not time to push because when it usually when it's time to push it's like well, i'm pushing right now yeah yes and there's some no first there's time no question about it to facilitate and some second urge. time moms too if it's like something weird's happening and there's a very prolonged phase of being 10 centimeters or whatever it's a very loud truck, but I have a very high filter on here right now, so it should they probably filter it all that. out. Or Brock screeching. I yeah. was gonna say spinning babies as like because we were gonna eventually transition into talking about like what Pertermal. to do if you start having prolonged labor. Oh, yeah, but I actually think spinning babies could be ca- talked about preventatively too, making sure For your sure. baby's in a good position either before you start labor or in early labor. Yeah, oh, to love prevent. It. Yeah prolonged labors from malpositioning and i think a lot of people get overwhelmed with spinning babies because usually but if if you google spinning babies like daily exercises usually what comes up is the daily essentials and that is like yeah literally an hour and 15 minutes worth of exercises you could do every day which i'm sorry like most people do not have time for that i just like the shake the apples one yeah yeah but their cows are also really great there's three exercises from spinning babies that you can do every day in pregnancy that does not take long um and it's the um it's the sifting Mm -hmm. one and the sideline release Mm-hmm. And the short inversion. Mm-hmm. I like this. You don't need a rebozo for for those either. Like Which I, most people do, though. If you have a scarf, that's fine. But you could also grab a, a hold of someone's hips and just jiggle around. Yeah, like, yeah. And, you know but, what I mean. But when it's spinning babies, you do need a sheet or a rebozo or something because you know, the one where you wrap it around their belly. Because yeah. the whole point of that is that you're resetting the ligaments that hold the uterus, and it helps take all that pressure off the ligaments by your scarf becoming the ligament instead the ligament instead yeah Yeah. so spinning babies helps get the baby in good position ligament wise but then there's also chiropractic which helps get the baby in the pelvis in good position the but the bones of the 
pelvis and stuff. So the, that's really important for preventing prolonged labor too. Mm-hmm. And we've even had the chiropractor we like to use, he'll come out and adjust some of our moms during labor mm-hmm. if they're having Celeste, a prolonged labor. Especially for prolonged. Yeah. Oh, Dr. That's true. Celeste. Go, yeah. She came to the center the other day. That's awesome. Yeah, it was weird because I, I know her, but I didn't know she was there. So she turned around and, you know, even if you know someone, yeah, your like, brain mm-hmm. does this like second only, guess, this glitching. And I'm like, oh, it's you. The <laughs> only time we ever saw her was at the winery, wasn't it? No, no. I've seen her several times. Oh, at the center. okay. Yeah. Um, so that that can also help. But then it's just like then you can use spinning babies actually in labor, which mm-hmm. we did at the our birth story of the week last I mean, I didn't use a lot of it. I did mostly like the sifting and um, the sideline side release. Is, like release. my go-to for prolonged. We did that. The doula did that at our last birth as well. It seems to be a a thing right now that everyone needs. Yeah, that's always fun because it's not sideline release not is not fun, fun when you're in labor. No, but being stuck in labor forever. If is women also not aren't fun. like, I'm done. The sideline release will get them there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it works. It does. It does tend to work really well. Um, so anyways, check out the Sunny Babies website if you're interested in any of these things that we're talking about. And you can do yeah. the mile circuit, too. Oh, and, my gosh. Then, yes. Yeah. And then even if you're not planning, if you're planning an out-of-hospital birth or whatever, like these prolonged labors, that is sometimes like the transfer to the hospital for an epidural. Or even if you're mm-hmm. in the hospital and not planning an epidural, like th- th- that's definitely a time when I feel it's definitely warranted and it can yeah. make the difference between having a vaginal it's a birth and not and having not an a enemy. vaginal birth. Yeah. Cause it can get you the sleep you need and you can dilate without having to like be mm-hmm. working so hard. We've talked about this in the past too, like where sometimes that might not be, obviously it's not the outcome our moms were hoping for, but like sometimes those are some of our favorite births because yeah. it's when you get that couple of hours with your clients to like talk about their origin story or like talk about fun trips yeah, they've been on early like, COVID. That's true. The now, glorious now days we can't when we can actually go into the hospital with our clients. Yeah. I'm up to sending two moms to the hospital without myself, without me. Yeah. It's, it's That's awful. so hard. It's, it's not horrible. fun. Because then I'm like, text me, call me, whatever you need. But really, what? No one does. How is that helping? It doesn't really you know? work. It's better um, than nothing. But most people are so in like what's happening in th- there. I think a lot of people don't think about it. Yeah. Um, but also I just wanted to end up talking about prolonged labor in just to give like a reassurance that prolonged labor does eventually end. It does. And so when you're stuck in it and it doesn't feel like it's going to, it will eventually mm-hmm. end no matter how hard it gets. No one's been in labor forever. Um, though, whether you're, whether you get that vaginal birth or the baby comes out by cesarean, you will eventually get through that, that hard part of prolonged labor and it'll be a memory and you can process it. But and then you can listen to our birth trauma episode. Yeah, this too shall pass. Um, so let's talk about prodromal labor. Satan. Well, my my soul prodromal just died labor. a little bit, even more, like thinking about I it. I despise prodromal labor. It's so awful. It's so it, common. It's miserable for everyone involved. Yeah. Mostly the mom. Yes. I would like to say thank you to all of the moms but, that we've had that have handled their prodromal like freaking bosses, though. It's the most miserable for moms, but it's hard for birth workers, too, because prodromal labor ends up having moms that um you are on high alert for for it could be weeks weeks months a month weeks yeah and so it's like usually when we're on call it's like you're on like kind of like low alert call where you're like going about my life but if you have a mom who's having like stuff going on you go into like a, a higher call alert it's like one of those bir- it's like one of those uh being on calls where you wake up every single morning wondering why you woke up 
after sleeping for a whole night. Yeah, because you end up getting a lot of false alarms and we might actually get called to labor support a couple times yeah. and then like end up putting the mom to bed and she falls back asleep and we leave again. What's the most times that you've been called for a single person? Um, I want to say three. Yeah. Because at three, you're like, fuck it, we're not coming in. So yeah, it's like the guy that cried. This is a boy who cried. Well, he's three, but I don't, I can't remember. I think it's the third time, like third time's a charm. Yeah. And usually by then they like come in at eight centimeters because they just don't believe. Yeah. That's when they just stop telling you. And people feel bad when they call you in and it's a false alarm. And so then they end up waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. Right. And then, yeah. And then like, I'm sorry, I called you again. And then they're pushing and I'm like. That's kind of what happened with our client when I was at the hospital. But I I feel like when they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I'm not in labor. Yeah. Yeah, Don't be sorry. I'm going to go home and sleep like Mm -hmm. the dead. Whereas you are uncomfortable. (laughs) Yes. And so prodromal labor is basically when you're having contractions that are different from, it's not to be confused with like Braxton Hicks because Braxton Hicks in themselves are not supposed to be painful. Right. Maybe slightly uncomfortable, but they're, they don't come in any rhythm. There's no pattern. There's no pattern to them. And they, they don't usually wrap around the back the same way a prodromal contraction or real contraction does. Prodromal contractions feel like real contractions if not more painful Mm -hmm. and so you can have a mom having contractions every two minutes like hard hurting yeah and her body's just not opening up like i've had mom's padromal labor and that'll happen to her every night for like a long time usually there's clues though to the fact that it is padromal like it only happens certain times of the day or they're every two minutes but they're only lasting 15 to 30 seconds or like they're two minutes to five minutes to seven minutes to two minutes and it's just like there's no like or, there's usually not like a, there can be a really steady pattern to them but not or always a, or a big indication to me that it's prodromal which is we had the conversation in the birth we did last week together was that i found prodromal labor contractions tend to just start at a pattern that's right. very close mm-hmm. together so like, like a, every two to three minutes yes from the get-go a mm-hmm. very normal labor usually you're having cramping or some kind of contractions leading up to it that are further apart and they get closer together and they might very quickly turn to like that active pattern but something was happening before that yeah whereas prodromal labor just tends like to just like a switch kick in at three three minutes apart and stay that they're, way the whole time they're yeah. 20 seconds long yeah you know what i like to tell moms like when they're like well what i just don't understand when to call i'm like well first i'll save you a phone call if you're having contractions every 10 minutes you need to drink 20 ounces of water and lay down mm-hmm if they continue it every 10 minutes for hours, that is not labor. That is prodromal labor. You yeah. need to do something to stop it. Because real labor goes from 10 minutes to like 8 minutes. Or you might go from 10 to 3, mm-hmm. but the contractions are going to be longer. They're changing. Right. They're not going to be 30 seconds long. And they're not going to be every 2 minutes from the from out of the gate. Yeah. But then again, there's exceptions to every rule. There is right? exceptions. But it's like I always feel very um, that, weary of a mom who's like, I'm having contractions every 2 minutes, but they're, they're 40 seconds long. And they don't right. really hurt Or they're that not bad. intensifying. I just can't sleep because I'm like, no, mm-mm. because if you're having normal labor for the most part at two minutes apart, that's very active that's labor, super active labor. Like we should be getting there for, and getting ready for you to push. Your should, baby we out. should have been there already. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what padromal labor is. Like I've looked up an article on some of the causes of padromal labor, which I probably got rid of. And it already. we had like one of our moms too that have had like, We've had more padromal labor than I had, not, I feel like. Yes, and I had a mom once who, and she may be listening, and I love you so much, um, when you were still a student, 
She had prodromal labor for two weeks and it was mm-hmm. torture. Like mm-hmm. she wasn't sleeping. They were waking her up. It was horrible. And she finally walked into the hospital because she was going to, and I was at another birth or something. So Kim went with her mm-hmm. and she, they started setting her up for a C-section and she got up and walked out and had her baby that night. Like it's like, and it was so fast. Yeah, It's like, funny. Like yeah. what, sh- and it is, it is emotional. Like I think you're going to say stress is one of the things that causes it. Like Prodomo can also be very emotionally charged. Yes. Super so, emotionally like, charged. Some women, if you give them like an ultimatum, that can be what flips the switch, but it only works for like a very specific person yeah. and situation. So this article I looked up, um, was talking about some of what they think causes it, which they don't really know for sure. But one was the baby's position in the womb. So if the baby's in a weird position that's not super good for labor to start, mm-hmm. they think that maybe the body starts having these contractions that aren't opening the cervix to try and like get the help baby the baby in. get shifted into a different position. I feel like that's when you see Cairo care work really magically. It's yeah. just like some kind something shifts really obviously in the baby's position and just like changes gears completely well we had that birth recently where the mom had a lot of prodromal labor in the weeks leading up to her birth mm-hmm. and then like she had said and you had said that it kind of felt like the baby's head was cocked up onto like her hip mm-hmm. so not like down into the pelvis mm-hmm. um and so her body may have been trying to work to get the baby into a better position yeah um and then another one is pelvic or uterine abnormality um so or, or alignment factors. And so, like, again, like, if your pelvis is not aligned correctly, if your ligaments are pulling really weird, like, your ligaments control, like, the shape of your uterus. And so if your uterine muscle can't contract evenly because, like, one side of a ligament is pulling your uterus Super all the way that tight. way and, and the other it. one... It's like a yeah, tight rubber band. And the other side is loose, then your your uterus muscle isn't going to be able to contract evenly, which is going to make it hard for progress to be made so that would be again where like spinning babies chiropractic webster technique can come into play Mm -hmm. to try and prevent that um then they talk about emotions or anxiety which i do think it is a big one or it could be a combination of those three things like people that are anxious Mm -hmm. to have their baby not anxious to get their baby out but anxious about Having, having another baby, baby. having yeah. going through postpartum. What is the world like that I'm bringing my baby into? Who's going to help me? Like I see mostly mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it always like it's not. Sometimes it's not obvious until it starts happening, mm-hmm. and then you're like, ah, I see what's going on. Yeah, or like because you like try to. Because I feel like it's almost normal for me now. Be like so. At prenatal visits, but are there reasons why you could think that you like would not want to have a baby right now? Like, do we need to talk about those emotions and like what mm-hmm. might be holding you back? Because like that's really common, especially with the way the world is right now. Anyways, talk about your fears of having children prenatally if you have them, which is totally normal because it will come up in labor. But I've had moms where there's like it's their third baby, and both mm-hmm. of their previous labors and births have been like twelve hours or less, and it's all started normal, and then they have three bouts of prodromal labor and there's literally no reason for it and well, sometimes yeah. there's just no reason well, that, well that was gonna the, be outnumbered <laughs> that was the last one on the list was more than three pregnancies and it said there are definitely exceptions but prodromal labor seems to be more common in moms who have had at least three children i always associate oh. that with emotion so maybe there's a physiological reason for it it's literally right in front of my face mm-hmm. it's not i don't i see it for first time moms 
I think we see it for everybody right now. Like, yeah, number because it one could and be, number three. It could be any like combination of these three things. So then we have, we have to talk about before it's time to end our podcast the things that we recommend the most for if you're having prodromal labor. The big the biggest one is sleep, but some Bef- people can't sleep before they sleep. They should do like the shake the apples or the mile circuit or whatever, mm-hmm. get adjusted and then do whatever you can to pull that kid up off your cervix, out of your pelvis mm-hmm. and into your belly and then just knock yourself and out. And that's the ones, yeah, like take a Benadryl, drink a glass of wine, like do it's s- honestly the take, same recommendations. Take a, take a big dose of magnesium and try and go to sleep. Um, there's some moms who have such severe prodromal labor that they cannot sleep with doing those things. Right. And then sometimes, um, this would have to be for like a hospital person. Um, they go into the hospital and they'll actually give them what they call, um, I was thinking IV fluids, which technically you could do out of hospital for some IV, IV fluids you could do, but they'll actually have something called, Oh, I'm oh, again. they, they can, can, they have them go into the hospital and do a medical intervention called therapeutic rest. So basically sometimes they'll give uh, moms like pretty hardcore medication. It's like, like IV Benadryl or morphine. I've never Even, seen that. Morphine. I've seen them give oh, moms please. with prodromal labor morphine to nope. help them sleep all night and then they go home. That's dealt with some really you know gnarly what? prodromal and I don't think I've ever... I, it depends on how the, I, it depends on how the mom is handling it for sure i've yeah. seen a mom take advantage of it that she was planning a hospital birth though um, one thing that i've seen stop prodromal labor is it is it um dilation check i've had several moms come in like the second time they come in and they're just like you don't understand my first labor was so fast like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna make it and then i check them in their one yeah and it's like hearing your cervix is closed when yeah. your cervix is one centimeter everything just stops because it's like yeah, your brain is almost true. causing the contractions right some some kind of glitches because they want to be that far yeah. along so that's just i've like... seen that too mm-hmm. i saw i had a mom once um who had an like an entire labor like she fooled me we called the midwife like and an entire labor that seemed like it was going through all the phases like contractions building up um shaking like she's in <laughs> like she's in transition um starting to push on her own and the midwife got there and checked her and she was zero centimeters and it just, just everything went away yeah. bam stop she didn't have times. her she didn't have her baby for like two more for at least this another is week why i like to do an exam when people get to the center mm-hmm. and if they are against it that is totally fine yeah. with me but if you are not 42 weeks if you do not have to have your baby, yeah. I am not going to stay at the center for more than two hours yeah. if there's no clear progress. Because I have literally slept at the center with people who don't want an exam and don't want to go home. Mm-hmm. But I know they're not in labor, but they don't want to accept yeah. that. And I don't do that anymore because I can't even tell you how many nights I've spent away. Just And I get it. It makes them feel better to be there but that is like 12 hours that i'm not going to get yeah. back that they're not going to get back that their kids are away from them and i'm just not that's doing a good that. time to have a doula that if you if that's something that you feel like you might need just have a doula that what? is okay with having Some people those. refuse yeah you were saying what we were talking about earlier i was thinking about like that like look on people's faces when they think they're far along and you check them and they're like one centimeter but honestly it's I know that's really hard for women to handle and like feel at peace with, but if it makes the labor stop, then it's totally worth it. Yeah, because then they can actually get some rest and they will have to like, because for some people, if they think they're in labor, then they have to like emotionally deal with the fact that they were ready to have their baby and they're not. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is awful. And yeah. I've had women leave like crying. I'm like, listen, go home and cry. Right. Throw a fit because you're obviously in pain. 
you're obviously having contractions, but prodromal labor does not dilate your cervix. Yes. It just either hurts or doesn't, but it doesn't cause progress. It doesn't facilitate birth. And sometimes yeah. it just Which is sucks. why it sucks so much. It sucks physically. It sucks mentally. It sucks emotionally. Oh, oh um, emotionally, it's awful. This, I also want to say, like, what we were saying, like, hydration and hydrotherapy can help. So, like, taking a, a bath and making mm-hmm. sure you're hydrated. Being dehydrated can definitely cause prodromal labor or yeah, just contractions spasms. that aren't going anywhere. Um, also, natural calm can be really great. Obviously, it's not as strong as benadryl or yeah. wine but magnesium yeah, i do love natural calm um yeah or we're then- not supposed to recommend wine as providers and also if you do drink wine to stop contractions it needs to be the red wine because that has the same as like taking a tocolytic which stops your contractions drinking yeah. white wine you're just making yourself feel better you're gonna get a sugar <laughs> yeah. rush um so yeah from one white wine then, drinker to another and then i said like anything anything that can is relaxing to you like uh, massage yoga acupuncture meditation anything that can help with like anxiety mm-hmm. or people who may like help um, with it i have no babies really helps so yeah i kind of feel like that works for you but i find for most people it's just one of those things where it's like if if getting adjusted if sometimes you do all those things and you're still are going to get bouts of prodromal yeah. labor and it's like some people just have to grin and bear it and like it's awful it's wait just, it just for sucks birth to happen that should be our cheers for this episode is the mamas that get through prodromal yeah for i have sure. a mom that i love that i just saw a few weeks ago for her six week postpartum and she had two bouts of and the first time she came in they brought everything including their amazing costco trip of groceries and i just they were so prepared so ready they were so ready so we just stocked everything in the closet i'm like don't take all this home promise not to eat it the worst is when they bring their other children she they did (laughs) so they were just they did and the kids were so stoked like the kids were like yes our baby is coming we are ready and it was just 100 percent. and she was laboring yeah like i really thought she's she's gonna have her baby in like an hour and then nothing she Bam. was closed and i was like oh my god i don't understand yeah and it's also and the- like a fuck you to us who's like oh we fell for it like oh, i don't know anything can be really hard <laughs> i had one bout of prodromal labor with ren and it was super frustrating like i had the tub filled up and everything and did then, you really mm-hmm. oh i didn't know that happened. i didn't and yeah then, red story does not sound like that at all no and then i everything stopped and it was nighttime everything stopped and i was just like i remember feeling really like pissed off and i remember blaming it a little bit because we want to blame somebody so i remember blaming it on like i think lila or something was happening or something was frustrating and it was like well if i hadn't gotten frustrated and that hadn't happened or she had gone to sleep i would have had my baby and i remember feeling like really pissed off and had right. to, like, it's like irrational at that point process like, like why am i not having my baby when i thought and i didn't go on to have my baby for like another four or five days so but yeah it's not easy prodromal labor sucks a lot of these i hate i hate it's, it's my a lot of these peas of labor are poopy <laughs> poopy peas another one and poop happens too the poopy peas of labor that's like our one of our earliest episodes oh we could just entitle it the poopy peas of labor <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the name of this episode but either way like whether it's prodromal whether it's precipitous or or, or prolonged long it takes like you will get through it mm-hmm. you will forget all about it and have another one mm-hmm. <laughs> like, probably like you just you will get through it but you just need to process and you need to have a provider that you trust like yeah. make sure you're using someone or get a damn doula gosh 
darn it get a doula it does but help. i know not everyone can afford it but if you can yeah. get a doula yeah it makes a big difference bigger than it's better it's kind of like bigger than encapsulation. A it's better to have a doula and not necessarily need it or so much than to really need a doula and not have one right um but it's time to close off our episode so how, what do we want to say to wrap this up all Y'all of you guys are amazing you're all badasses and if you've been through prodromal labor you're my hero and, and cheers, cheers.